Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, uh, Jim Ventura. Thank you for joining me today. If it is your first time tuning into our show, uh, we are a weekly, for the most part, show, uh, Thursday show. We run for 45 minutes. Uh, I've got a couple different themes that I do uh, on, on different shows. Um, today's show is our astrology update show, and uh, I will actually take some live calls in today's show uh, about 20 minutes or so through the show. Uh, I will switch over, and I'll announce that, and I'll start taking live calls uh, if anyone has any questions they want to ask about uh, current astrology or uh, just even a couple minute mini-readings. Um, we'll be able to do a few of those today as well, too, time-wise. Uh, again, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer, navigational consultant. Uh, I have been doing um, all kinds of uh, work with uh, uh, numerology and uh, tarot and animal cards and rune stones and astrology for many, many years. Uh, I do personal sessions here in my home office in Phoenix as well as with people all over uh, the country. Uh, if you want information about any personal sessions, please uh, go to my website, jimventura.com. Get info on all of that. I've got a current special running for new clients also that you can check out there. I also am a blog columnist, and I do a monthly column uh, called Snake Oil, apropos for the name of our show here. And uh, if you're not already getting my monthly newsletter, email me at venturasag at yahoo.com so you can get the monthly newsletter mail to you. Uh, great column that I write, all kinds of good metaphysical information that comes out once a month. And then you also get an opportunity to take advantage of specials and things uh, when I do when business is all on the slow side, which it has not been for a while uh, since the summer. I've been very busy. So I uh, still enjoy keeping up with the show, though. So today is our live astrology uh, update show. So I'm going to spend a little time talking to you guys about what's going on astrologically. You know, that should answer a lot of questions that are going through your head as well, too. Um, often um, to get some insight that way. And again, as I said before, I will take some live calls today. Uh, within about 20 minutes or so, I'll open up the phone lines and, and I'll announce that in, in a little bit. Um, okay. So now, now the thing is with astrology is you kind of got two effects that I think are important for people to understand. Um, when you have an astrology chart done by an astrologer, me or any other astrologer for that matter, you know, one of the things that you're going to find is you have what's called a natal chart, which is really almost like the blueprint for your life, um, your dispositions, your talents, your challenges, the areas in your life where you have a, a tendency to focus. Um, a couple of things I always kind of like to get people to understand when, when we talk about that element is, you know, the three most prominent things that an astrologer looks for when they're looking at an astrology chart is the sun sign and the house that it's in, the moon sign, house that it's in, and the ascendant or rising sign. These are the three things that make up the strongest elements of who we are in our chart. Now, we've got other signs, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, all that other good stuff as well, and those things can be quite significant also. But really getting a picture for who we are, we really, our, our, our true personality will come through most strongly with our rising sign, our sun sign, and our moon sign. 
And then again, if you want to get even more detailed, you look at the houses that they're in, ultimately what we're calling the houses of life. Um, and that will give us a paint even kind of a stronger picture of what your primary focuses are. So that's the first stage we're talking about here. So when you're understanding astrology, knowing your own astrology chart um, is very key to understanding your process. And again, your talents, your strengths, abilities, weaknesses, challenges as well will all show up in an astrology chart. What we're going to talk about today, though, is our transits. So the planets continue to move. You know, they're not stationary objects in the sky. Our natal chart is a stationary thing from the angle that it's like the blueprint of how we come into the world and forms who we are. But because the planets continue to move and then form angles and triggers to our natal planets, uh, we get, you know, movement. We get activity. We get dispositions. We get pushes in, in other areas of life. So, uh, I'm going to talk about some of the basic astrology that's going on. You know, if I was doing an individual astrology chart, we would be, of course, be much more specific because we'd be able to look at house placements um, according to where the planets are in relation to the houses of your, of your life. Think the houses as the houses of life. The first house is our personality. Second house is money, finances, what we value. Fifth house is romance and risk-taking and creativity. Seventh house is your marriage partnership house. You know, eleventh house is your friendships and hopes and dreams, so on and so on. But the planets move through signs. And as they move through signs, they kind of push different buttons and different triggers for us and, and uh, you know, and, and new ways of viewing things as well as kind of initiating activity in general. So let's kind of run through some of the basic planets where they are so everyone can kind of get an overview for what's happening now. You know, the sun uh, as a quote-unquote planet. Now, listen, the sun and the moon are not planets, obviously. One is a star, the other is a satellite. But when, we, and when astrologers say something is a planet, they mean a celestial body that uh, is an influence for us. So the sun is now in heartily in uh, the beginning to the tail end of Sagittarius. Uh, so uh, the thing, I, my sun sign is Sagittarius. So uh, my birthday was a couple weeks ago, and uh, so I've been uh, revisiting my Sagittarian themes. So one of the things that you find, even if you're not a Sagittarius, is, listen, guys, you've got Sagittarius somewhere in your chart. You know, just because you're not a Sagittarius in terms of your sun sign, Sagittarius is somewhere in your chart. So, for instance, the house that, that Sagittarius holds in our chart is going to show the area where we tend to act Sagittarian in our disposition. So, for instance, for me, Sagittarius is the tail end of the 7th house and really covers the brunt of my 8th house. So it's in my marriage, partnership, relationship house, and 8th uh, house is shared resources with money, finance, birth, death, transformation, sex, uh, how we influence others, uh, and that's the brunt of uh, Sagittarius in my in my eighth house. That's natal. So we I use this as a great explanation. Sagittarius is in my seventh eighth house. So Sagittarius is a sign that wants freedom. Sagittarius wants to be able to be free to move about the cabin and not be held down. So of course, having Sagittarius on your descendant or your seventh house cusp is going to make you, you know, maybe a little tougher for you to commit. Uh, in the long haul, <laughs> you know, that can be a very, very uh, notable factor for people of Sag in the seventh house. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't, though. 
based on the right connection and someone that gives you a strong enough leash, so to speak, you'll often be fulfilled. So as the sun moves its way through Sagittarius, what it's triggering for all of us are issues about, you know, really our optimism, our hopes, our ideals. Um, often there's an urge to travel, to explore, really, really connect at some level with the way we'd like life to be. Um, Sagittarius is ultimately a very optimistic sign in that context, and it's a very philosophical sign in that way. So it's going to be a trigger that way for all of us at some levels. Again, depending on the house that's in your chart, that's where it's going to get more specific. But uh, So we have that urge for freedom, for exploration, for movement, for and Sagittarius uh, pushes its way through, uh, as the sun pushes its way through Sagittarius. You know, another week and a half or so, Sagittarius will move into Capricorn. Very, very different feel to uh, its movement into Capricorn because Capricorn is more of a, you know, of a business side, of a practical side. Of, uh, the Sagittarian wants to expand its horizons and be free to travel and grow and explore and meet its ideals. Capricorn is a sign of responsibility and the ability to kind of batten down the hatches and, and do what is necessary and look at uh, uh, the practical details of life and be willing to work toward those goals. So the moon moves from sign to sign like every two to three days. So right now the moon is in Taurus. So, of course, again, that's going to trigger, you know, moon movement is, is not, a significant, but it is not in terms of long-term significance. Um, it's usually a couple of days. We get moody by where the moon goes. So moon in, in Taurus right now is going to make us have that urge for, um, for uh, you know, for, for practical comforts. That's what Taurus is all about. Uh, the positive pole of Taurus is I have, and it's negative is I indulge. So I remind everyone as the moon moves to Taurus, again, depending on where Taurus is in your chart, you may find yourself a little bit more indulgent but you may also find yourself willing to work and do what's necessary to get from point A to point B for the next couple of days. Because Taurus is not a lazy sign contrary to popular belief. It really is a sign that's willing to work. But, you know, I say Taurus will work towards security and comfort um, so that it can have good food, uh, money in the bank, good naps, good sex, good vacations, good rest. You know, but Taurus will work to get to those things because they're important. Mercury right now is in Sagittarius also. So the planet that rules the way we think, the way we express ourselves, is working its way through Sagittarius. So what that's going to do for most of us is it's going to, again, make us think about our long-term hopes and dreams and our ideals. Um, Sagittarius, Mercury's move through Sagittarius is going to get us to really, really look at whether our philosophy is really um, working with the tangible details of our day-to-day life and the world itself. Now, Mercury is kind of a planet that rules the way we think and communicate and express ourselves. So on the positive side, as Mercury pushes its way through Sagittarius, you may find yourself getting more comfortable with your expression and um, expressing how you feel and and what you think about things. Um, On the negative side, Mercury through Sagittarius can push us into a little bit of insert foot mouth syndrome from time to time, which is a notable Sagittarian quality to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I could go into a long tangent story about that, but I will not at the moment. But Mercury, uh, that's Mercury's push to Sagittarius. Uh, a positive pull of Sagittarius is I understand. So it give us more insight and understanding to people. But uh, it's negative as I uh, exaggerate 
So uh, and, and said, just have to learn restraint. So sometimes expressing what you feel and what you think may not always be in your best interest. So be conscious of that as as Mercury moves its way through Sagittarius. Uh, you know uh, that that can be that can be a definitive factor. Uh, Venus is in Capricorn uh, right now. Venus will stay in a sign for about a month and a half or so. Uh, Venus is uh, heartily and comfortably in Capricorn. Venus is our feminine energy and represents our creativity and our feminine side. So Venus in Capricorn um, can really kind of create a little bit of a feeling of a caution around um, uh, around uh, intimacy at some levels as, as Venus moves to Capricorn, uh, make us more practical about using our feminine energy in that sense. Uh, it's it's kind of a grounding agent as as Venus moves through uh, through Capricorn, uh, but again it can, it can bring up a little bit of fear and a little bit of caution around where we expend our energy and how we use our 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 feminine abilities and skills. Uh, you know, and feminine energy is about you know the masculine energy Mars, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, is about aggressively and assertively going after things. Venus is about what you bring to you energetically in that sense, uh, about your receptivity. Um, in fact, this is an interesting you know, side note here for you guys to contemplate, but whenever you have issues that show up in your body, like on the right side and the left side, say you hurt your left knee or you hurt your right knee or you've got, uh, you know, um, you know, your right foot keeps falling asleep or, you know, I mean, you sprain something in your body. It's always interesting to look at the side of the body it shows up on because uh, anything on the left side has to do with the feminine energy, with the past, and your sense of receptivity. And your right side is the masculine, uh, our assertiveness, aggressiveness, uh, the future. So, like, for instance, I'll see this a lot. People will come into my office and they've hurt their right foot. To me, that usually means that they're having some issue with moving forward in their life and being aggressive and assertive in where they want to go next, so to speak. If it's their left foot, a lot of times it could be a rehashing, a reanalyzing of uh, what you've done in the past and, and dwelling on that or, um, or, again, or some blockades around how you use feminine energy in a productive way. It's a kind of interesting little side note there. Um, uh, Mars right now, Mars will stay in the sign for about two to three months. Um, we've got Mars in, in Libra now, and it actually is going to go retrograde, I believe, in the next month or so, too. So it's going to stay in Libra for a little while. So Mars in Libra, it's going to give us all a bit of assertiveness toward, uh, assertiveness toward our relationships with others. Uh, Mars uh, in Libra can make us very, very aware of our sense of justice and right or wrong, you know, in a very practical level. I know a lot of people that have been dealing with legal issues, uh, which Libra can represent. Uh, that's not a surprise. Um, at a personal level, it can make us very, very strongly aware of our, our sense of justice and our urge toward having harmony and balance in the world around us. But we have to be careful with Mars and Libra because sometimes we can, you know, go overboard in our ability to accommodate for others or the opposite, to be, you know, overly assertive or aggressive at times, too, in the way we're relating to other people and, and what we feel is our sense of justice or rightness in that sense. So that's a very key thing to look at as Mars moves its way through Libra. And we got it in there for a while, guys. 
so uh, uh, again, it's going to go retrograde in Libra, I believe, too, in the next month or so. Um, let me give a little shout-out, hello, to everybody um, who is listening live today. I see some people in the chat room jumping in and out, and we've got some people already waiting to call in. So I will actually get to a couple of calls today in just a little bit. Um, so thank you all for joining me. Um, let's see, we've got MD, IMD Witch. That's interesting. <laughs> Make a comment about Mars and Libra, woohoo. Uh, uh, so uh, I guess they've got some Sag energy going on there as well, too. Uh, always uh, always entertaining. I would say the gift of being Sagittarius is usually within reason you like yourself. That could be a good thing uh, in some respects. But uh, I always remind all Sagittarians that the lesson of Sagittarius is learning restraint. Sagittarius doesn't need a push. It's already wired for that. Um, needs to know when to pull the energy back a little bit from time to time. So, yeah, so we've got Mars moving its way through Libra. Let's talk a little bit about the bridge planets. Uh, the bridge planets are Jupiter and Saturn. There are the way we break down astrology is the personal planets are the Sun, Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. Our bridge planets are Saturn and Jupiter. And then the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, are what we call the outer planets. These are kind of more generational influences. So we'll talk a little bit about that. So I'll go to the bridge planets first. Both Jupiter and Saturn represent very, very different things in our chart. Jupiter in your chart is natally is where you are expensive, where you're philosophical, where you're larger than life, where you're optimistic, um, where you're, uh, you know, kind of full of yourself in a good sense, of course, and also potentially in a negative sense. I know natally, uh, for me, I have Jupiter in Taurus when I was born and retrograde on top of it um, and in my first house. So, uh I, you know, I had to be careful when I was younger about spending money that I didn't have yet because it was coming my way. <laughs> Great example of Jupiter and Taurus. Uh, but also the ability to make money, to provide your own sense of security and stability to be able to do that. I've always been hardworking and willing to do what's necessary to get from point A to point B. But uh, sometimes, you know, that optimism can be a little clouding in that way. Well, a check's coming, so let me buy this now. It's what got me into credit card debt years ago as well, too. Um, but uh, Jupiter right now, transit-wise, Jupiter will stay in a house for about a year to a year and a half. So it's actually interesting to track Jupiter because it's usually the area in our chart that's going to trigger opportunity because we become more optimistic, we become more positive, we become more philosophical, we begin to see the potential. So Jupiter has been moving its way through Cancer for the last year, and it will stay uh, in Cancer for a bit longer because it will go retrograde in Cancer uh, in the next few weeks, uh, meaning backwards. So, you know, what that's doing, Jupiter and Cancer means it's, we're looking at how we're expanding our, um, our family, our sense of our own family and looking at um, areas relation in, in to our, our, our immediate family, but also think of your larger family, sometimes the friends, uh, our coworkers, the other people that really, really matter to us um, in some way become significant as Jupiter is moving its way through cancer. So it also can, you know, cancer can act as a, uh, a potential to really deepen our sense of our intuitive abilities, to trust what our intuition or instinct is telling us. Uh, at some levels as well. So we've got Jupiter 
moving its way through cancer. I know I've had a number of issues with family that have surfaced in the last year or two, and um, you know, some good, some bad. But really, I've actually can tell you already, every, all the difficult stuff I've already cleared up. Um, you know, I, I really like to use Jupiter in a favorable kind of a way because it really, I think, uh, can can help us to tap into. Uh, that that part of us that uh, you know is more optimistic, meaning you know even understanding as to why people may do the things that they necessarily do uh, with family. But also, I would say the same thing to people. I just had a client that was here and I was talking about this. If you're not happy with your current family, get another one. Listen, there are people out there that will gladly be your friend and and be a part of your family in an expansive kind of way if you're willing and open to it. Now, Saturn is another bridge planet that we talk about because Saturn has a very different feel. Where Jupiter wants to expand, uh, Saturn wants us to contract, uh, to become uh, cautious. Uh, Saturn is the part of our chart uh, where we're often fearful and cautious and have a certain level of anxiety. But as we get older, Saturn and our chart be kind of the lump of coal that we polish into a diamond inevitably becomes the thing that we're strong and solid about. So Saturn is a good influence when we're older. It's a lousy one when we're younger because it can feel like it's making everything take forever or really causing us a sense of restriction uh, at some level. So Saturn uh, has been moving through uh, uh, through uh, Scorpio for the last couple of years or so, and uh, well, it's good got another year of, of movement through Scorpio uh, at this point in the game. Um, I've talked about this on previous shows at a larger level. It's making, you know, I think, you know, if people are, are abusing or pushing or overusing power, um, the results of that karmically are rather quick now as Saturn moves to Scorpio. You can kind of see this out in the battle of the world where people who are, uh, like, kind of pushing the envelope and how they use that power are dealing with kind of harsh karmic repercussions. Um, at this point, I know politically the Tea Party is going through a difficult time. The Republican Party is um, as well. Um, yeah, I'm not getting political on the show, uh, guys. I just want to, you know, use that as a point of reference for insight. But at a more personal level, what Saturn will do is it'll make us aware of how we use our sexual energy, how we use our sense of personal power, um, how we use the resources of other people. You know, on the positive side, Saturn can give us a healthy level of restraint um, to not overuse those particular uh, abilities or things. Uh, on the negative side, it can bring up some fear issues about, about you know, power struggles in your life and immersing yourself into deep, intense intimacy and fully sharing with other people. So that's one of the influences that we see with Saturn as it transits through. Let me mention the three outer planets real briefly and then I think I'm going to go to the phone lines here and start taking some calls. Um, Saturn, right, uh, so we talked about Saturn. Uranus in our chart represents where we're eccentric, where we're odd, where we're unique, where we're different. Um, so when you look at your natal chart, Uranus is going to show where you're iconoclastic, where you're weird, where you're different, you're odd, you're unique. Uh, Saturn, uh, Uranus, sorry, Uranus is moving through Aries now. It has been for a couple of years. Uranus will stay in the sign for seven or eight years. Uh, it's moved through areas that's making people more independent. You're seeing this a lot with different uh, countries um, kind of bucking the status quo. Um, you know, Aries is a strong independent sign. It'll push to make fresh starts and new beginnings. So Uranus has moved through that. It's going to show the place in our chart 
where we're going to have real uh, a real sense of originality or, or unique perspective on things. Uh, Neptune in a chart is where we're uh, willing to sacrifice, where we're creative, where we're sensitive. Um, Neptune has been moving through Pisces uh, for the last year or two. It will stay there for another probably decade before it goes out. Uh, Neptune is at home in Pisces because Pisces' is ruling planet is Neptune. So uh, I think it's bringing more of a, an awareness of our spiritual selves to the forefront. I also think in the larger picture, um, there's a lot of tests uh, with Christianity right now, uh, which to me is a very Piscean energy. Uh, they talk about the Piscean age starting in 0 AD. Um, and uh, so I think there's a lot of tests of looking at the beauty behind Christianity and then even the, the illusion or negative sides of it too. You can really see this out there with the new Pope, as an example. Um, I think he just got uh, one of the Man of the Year or something for Time magazine. Very interesting dance going on within the Catholic Church as, to me, very uh, Neptune going through Pisces. But at a more personal level for us, it's going to have to do with looking at where we need to be selfless and giving, and then looking at where we're selfless and giving in a way where we can sometimes be martyrs, where we're giving too much. And Pluto... The last part I'm going to talk about today, and then we're going to take some phone calls here, is moving its way through Capricorn. Pluto went into Cap back in 2008. Pluto rules the power part of us, the point of us that moves through um, through difficulty and overcomes obstacles. Um, Pluto is like the volcano in our chart, wherever it is natally in your chart, is where you have a lot of potential power and ability, but sometimes you're like the volcano that sits dormant for a while. It's really kind of a great way of looking at Pluto. So Pluto's moving through Capricorn. You know, in a nutshell, in terms of society and personally, everyone probably can kind of feel this. We've all gone through a period where things sort of got harder. Kind of the way Capricorn operates, it was in happy-go-lucky Sagittarius for about 15 years, and then in 2008 it moved to Cap. And, uh, yeah, man, a lot of people had to start over and go back to work and rebuild and took some losses. But, you know, that's the power of Capricorn. If you can overcome adversity and difficulty, you can become very powerful and very strong. Uh, so that's what Pluto is asking for all of us as it continues to transit its way to cap. And uh, guys, another probably 10 more years of Pluto <laughs> Capricorn. So slow and steady wins the race in terms of using your personal power. Okay, we've got about 20 minutes in the show, so I want to start taking up some live calls. Um, if you'd like... Uh, to call in and uh, and ask some questions um, of me. Uh, I can do five-minute little mini-readings if you've got a specific question. Uh, the call-in number here is 646-200-3966. I've had a couple of people waiting, so I'm going to take some of these current calls. Again, call-in number here is 646-200-3966, the Snake Oil Radio. If you want to talk to me, I've got to keep the conversations down to just about three or four minutes. Uh, just because there's usually a number of people want to call in, and uh, we've only got uh, about another 15, 20 minutes on the show. So I'm going to take my first caller here who's been waiting very patiently for a while. Hello. 201, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hello. Hi, thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's your name? It's Rose. Hi, Rose. Have you called in before? No, I have not. Okay, cool. All right. Do you have a question, comment? Tell me what you want to, uh, uh, a few minutes to look at here. Is this an astrology reading? or? Well, um, you can 
You can ask for, I mean, I, there's a lot of different things I do. Do you have a, a specific question you wanted to ask about? I just wanted, like, general information, whatever you see. I didn't know if it was astrology or whatever. Yeah, well, there's a lot of different types of things to do. So when I take live calls, I usually um, will ask someone if they've got a specific question, and sometimes I'll pull, I may use astrology, I may pull an oracle. Um, you know what I think I'll do for you? I think I'm going to pull a couple of tarot cards for you, if that's okay. Yeah, thank you. Are you right with that? Okay. I'd just like to get permission before I start poking around at things, so to speak. So I'm going to pull three cards for Rose, and we'll see what kind of comes up here. Okay. So, um, well, overall, your cards are not bad. So that's, uh, you know, sometimes I, sometimes people are dealing with some heavy difficulty. I pulled three cards, one for your past, one for your present, and one for your near future. Uh, Four of Wands comes up reversed in your past position. So Four of Wands is kind of like, it usually means that there's a reasonable amount of harmony in one's life at this time. Um, It's reversed, which means, I always call this the grass is greener under the side feeling, because while things might not necessarily be bad or, or, or really troublesome or difficult, there's a few areas where you feel like things aren't exactly lined up as perfectly as you'd like them to. But what's your day and month of birth, by the way? December 10. Okay, so you're a Sagittarius also in that yep. sense. Um, and remembering, too, people born on the 10th, that corresponds in a tarot with the uh, Wheel of Fortune which means you'll kind of go through periods in your life where things go really well for you, and then sometimes the wheel is upside down, mm-hmm. and then it's difficult, and, you know, you'll find that back and forth operates uh, quite a bit. Are you in a relationship now? Because the cards are showing no. relationship energy coming in. You see one coming? Oh, yeah, because they're showing, um, they show another fire sign entering into the picture in, uh, it, actually, even within the next one to three months that this is coming into play. So here's the good news. I see another fire sign, so another Sag or Aries or Leo coming into the picture. Um, They're coming up upright, which means that it's kind of a decent human being here. Um, So I like the vibe of this. And what's very interesting about it is the card that comes up next to it is a Seven of Swords reverse, which means a circumstance where you luck out, where it just kind of comes out of the blue or you benefit. Like it's almost like something that, goes beyond analysis, meaning you could wonder about being in the right time and the right place connected with this. So mm-hmm. I actually kind of like this for you. It feels like something is getting ready to come into play relationship-wise again. Have you been single for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you married before? No, but I, I was living with someone for a pretty long time. For a while, yeah, because the cards are showing Father of Cups reversed in the, as an influence from the past, and that usually means like someone that was emotionally not all that healthy, either overly emotional or not emotional enough or sensitive or addiction issues or various other things. So that's what I'm hearing is there's something that – have you kind of gone to that place of forgiving? Um. Yeah, we've been broken up for like – Oh gosh, sixteen years, and he he was into drinking and and drugs, right. and and I wasn't. I I I don't know, and I, he hid it from me. So it's it's really weird that you're picking that up. <laughs> yeah, because that's what they're showing was from the past. But this new guy that comes in, not like that at all. 
very um I almost think Aries is what comes to me, but very like, um forthright like fire signs. <laughs> yeah, very direct, very opinionated, but like in a way that I think you're going to find rather charming. And the seven of swords is interesting because it means like a luck out, like just being in the right spot at the right time. So I I'm feeling this within the next one to three months this comes up. So Wonderful. uh don't it don't don't run anytime, from it. Right? Pretty quick, absolutely coming up. But uh, I think you've been okay on your own for a while. But I just oh, feel yeah. like that this this comes into play, and that's what I'm hearing. You, it's another very independent person, but not someone that is hiding stuff from you like before. Very different. Great. Very upfront. You'll understand what I mean by that. Very uh, like a little bit of a storyteller here that I'm getting. So I'm liking the energy around it. Someone I think you're gonna there's gonna be a strong attraction. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, that's a good start for our first uh, online read, some some good news. So uh, I'll take happy it. holidays, <laughs> Rose. And happy, happy holidays. holidays. Bye. Yeah. All right. Very good. Very good. Okay. Make sure I'm getting this accordingly. Okay. So we got our next caller here. Thank you for that, Rose. I think I can get two more calls in. So let me take... Uh, 904, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, this is LaShondra. Hi, LaShondra, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Doing good. You've called in before, right? Yes. Yes, I, you, you have a unique name, so that kind of stays, <laughs> stays with me. All right, LaShondra, tell me what your question is. Um, I was trying to see what do you see um, between me and Kevin. Um, the thing is, Kevin, um, he's older than me. He's 52 and I'm 30. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like him, but he told me he's, like, going through a divorce. But I just want to see what you pick up around, you know. About what, whether um, he's actually doing that? Right. And where do you see things going between me and him? Well, you know, kind of what I'm getting here is, let me pull a card or two on that, because I pulled a rune for you, and I want to tell you what that is saying first, but let me see what the cards were saying about this, too. Um, You know, I'm getting, um, it's interesting, because I'm getting that there is forward movement, but I feel like you've already kind of had to be patient about this, at some level, so what your guys are saying to me is you're going to have to be more patient about mm-hmm. it. So I don't think he's lying, even though – how long have you known this guy? Um, since September. He actually trained me for my job that I'm in, so he's the trainer um, yeah. for the company. He's one of the trainers. And so we met in training, and he kind of like – you know, became a mentor-like to me. I looked up to him, basically. And then the more we started talking, that's when, you know, it went in another direction. Yeah, the realization that there was chemistry there and and all those things. You know what? What I'm kind of getting, uh, it comes up, I pulled a rune for you and I pulled two throw cards once now, one for the near future. Um, Mm -hmm. The high priestess comes up reversed in the past, which means he's in a situation where he's not in a in a harmonious place with his ideals and relationship and various other things. That's what the high priestess reverse means. Getting okay. is, I think he's being truthful and that he wants. Uh, yes, um, your there. phone is breaking up. I can't hear oh, you. Oh, sorry about that. You know, sometimes okay. I put my finger over the line. Um, <laughs> so I think that there's a positive that way. But what you guys are saying to me is, 
you're going to have to be really kind of patient at some level to let him finish his previous business first in that sense. But I actually do feel like there's a chemistry here that's very real. Um, Are you very attracted to him? I am. And my biggest fear is that when he do get a divorce that he probably realize, oh, I'm divorced. I'm free now. I don't have to be tied down. And then, you know, he moving in another direction. But you know what, I'm I'm not really, really getting that. What I'm hearing is they're saying it's going to take some months for this to proceed. But what I'm, uh, what I'm hearing is I feel like you're going to be dating. Um, so I don't see a rush toward a marriage again or another commitment on his part. Oh, no, because I'm, you know, the thing is, is that I'm actually getting ready to go through a divorce, but I can't file until March. Uh, so March, I'm not but, even but that, yeah. ready for a marriage thing myself. So I have to tell you, I like it from that angle because I feel like it's kind of cool for both of you to sort of be uh, boyfriend, girlfriend without really committing to another marriage at this point. It's almost like you're being restrained but like in a good way. But mm-hmm. i got to tell you, I like the energy of it. The card that comes up in your future position is the Four of Wands, which usually means a harmonious situation relationship-wise. And the rune that I pulled is the rune of flow, which means you just have to kind of roll with the flow of it in terms of where the energy is taking you. Like it's almost the problem that you'll get caught up in is if you try to analyze it, it's going to crucify mm-hmm. you mentally to keep thinking about it, yet your emotional body is telling you to go with it. Right. Go with your emotional body. It's not screwing you. There's a, there's a reason for this. But that's what I'm seeing is I, I see like an extended period of kind of dating, and I like it. I just think it's something different for both of you, and you'll both be drawn to it in that way. But I think you guys are saying it's going to take time before it moves forward to those next stages, but you don't want it to yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot going on right now. Hang out. So I like it. Yeah, it feels good. Okay. okay. Cool. All right, thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. All right. I'm going to even be able to get one more call in. Um, listen, if you're not able to call in today, uh, next week I'm doing my holiday show, and the whole show is going to be taking live calls and pulling a specific oracle, an animal totem for you, or an angel card. I'm going to be very specific with next week's show. Uh, it is my Christmas gift show to my listeners. So if you're not able to get in today, uh, call back in um, for next week's show because I'm going to start right from the beginning and everyone's getting a Christmas gift. <laughs> Who calls in? It's going to be, again, a, an animal totem, an angel card. I'm going to give you your, your Christmas, New Year's uh, message from your spirit guide. So we're going to do that next week. I'm going to take one more call um, and then uh, we'll, we'll have to finish up for the day. Uh, okay, 917, welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? What's your name? My name is Ashio. Ashio, how are you doing today? Oh, uh, it's cold here in New York City. And, uh, ah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm from New York originally myself. I'm in Arizona now, too, and it's 72 uh, degrees. So uh, my apologies for bombarding you with that, <laughs> with that information. What's your date of birth? August 2nd. August 2nd. Okay, I just talked to Leo. Well, that's quiet here. Okay, so what's your question? Love, my love life, you know, I'm hoping to have, a, yeah, to have at least a date for the new year. I, I'm not dating anybody right now, so. Not now, right. Okay, let's see what we get. Okay, so okay. I'm going to actually, first thing I want to do is I'm going to pull an animal totem for for him. And uh, 
And then we'll see what comes up in the cards. I guess love matter seems to be the theme for today's show, apparently. Yeah, uh, well, you know. It's hey, that's okay, you, right, you know? exactly. Um, okay, so here's, here's what I'm kind of getting here that comes up around that matter. Um, let me tell you what, what the cards are showing. Um, did, you, did, you, did you recently have a breakup, or have you been alone for a little while? I've been alone for a little while, uh, but uh, you know I met someone during the um, spring time, and I was kind of right. attracted to, and uh, it's kind of become a friendship. But uh, the attraction was so strong, I just couldn't handle it. So, right. uh, so I kind of walked away from you, but you know, and we ran into each other uh, like a week ago, and you exchanged numbers again. So. I don't know what's going to come out of it. Else. Well, there is something that's going to come out of it. Let me tell you what I get. I, I, get a, okay. I want to throw this at you real quick. It's very interesting what shows up. I pulled an animal totem for you, and it came up the snake reversed, which is interesting okay. to me because it means that test here to channel your energy to be loving and positive, even though that may be a little tough necessarily to do. Um, snake energy is sexual energy. So it means that that's coming into play. But what's interesting to me is I feel like you're, I think you've you nailed that. You almost got overwhelmed when it came, and the same thing happened with them too. It was like an overwhelm. Oh, really? Oh. And then there was a pull away. But it's come back into play, and the Ace of Cups is showing up in your near future, which means that there's a hesitancy um, to move forward, I think, on both of your parts, even though it's almost like the universe brought you back into play with each other again. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is, I, I have to laugh at what I'm picking up. At first, it's going to, I think you're going to reconnect and re-talk, and then it, you may actually find that you get pissed off at each other, or there's a little bit of stuff that has to be dealt with. It's almost like you're attracted, but you're irritated with each other at the same time. Uh, and I have to laugh because I think that's a real attraction uh, that comes into play. So they're saying that the situation starts off, you know, first mellow, then becomes volatile, and then it harmonizes again in that respect. It's almost like you're coming together, you're, you may find yourself separating again or arguing, and then you realize that you're coming to a more stable place. So I'm hearing that things will be in a more harmonious place in about the next, um, I want to say within the next six months. But I feel like that that's the thing is you've got to, it's almost like you're looking at a mirror of yourself in both a positive and negative way. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 But there's a hesitancy about moving forward on both of your parts. And whenever I see the snake come up, it means that the test is that there really is the potential for real intimacy here, um, but that you've got to overcome anger or some um, from resentment or some fear and channel that energy more effectively. But I think you'll be able to do that with this individual. So I do think it's come back for a reason to be worked on. But understand what I mean, that if you find yourself like kind of in a push and pull where it's a little volatile, trust yeah. that, um, that you'll work through that. A lot of it is about just being willing to talk, to work through it, and understand that love and hate can sometimes be entwined before it finally balances out. I had a friend years ago who had an ex show up in his life and they got back together again and then they were just fighting all of the time and now they're married with two children. <laughs> yeah, and they've been married for like seven, eight years now. 
That's funny because nothing really happened between us, but it's just the attraction so strong, you know, and right. I did my best this time to reach out. You know, after we saw each other in the street, you know, we exchanged numbers again. I reached out and said, listen, you know, keep in touch this time, you know, and I got the text message back, of course I will, for sure. Right. You know, and then, just, and that's it. Now just be, be, be a little more assertive with it and, and getting together and, and to go with it. I, I really feel there's more to come with this, but it's going to move through some stages in that sense. Okay. But I think it's going to come out harmonious in the long run. Okay. But there's okay. karma here. There's a karmic pull. It just what the timing was off before. Okay? Okay. Sounds good. I'll be All right. patient. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. All right, guys. I'm going to have to cut it there. Uh, listen, I, I thank you for all the calls. Uh, I, I love, love was in the air today, apparently. Listen, I'll be here next week. I'm going to do the Christmas show. Uh, you can call back in again, or if you never got to call in, call in. I'm going to do an oracle pull for a couple of minutes for everyone to see what your Christmas animal totem or angels are and what they're saying. We'll be back here next week. Thank you for all the calls uh, today. And again, I'll be here next week. Thank you, MD Witch, for your input in the chat room and Wipeout023. And all the other guests that jumped in and out here. Uh, again, uh, so anyway, if you're not already getting my column, email me at VenturaSag at Yahoo.com. Get the monthly newsletter. Uh, and again, I'll be here next week. You can also sign up on uh, my, my fan page here on Block Talk Radio to get the updates for when the next shows are and what kind of different shows I'm doing here. I uh, got some cool stuff coming up in January. All right, Jim Ventura signing out. Everybody, I'll be here next week. Hope you're having a good holiday season and stay warm if you're cold. Uh, I'm going to go outside and enjoy the 72 degree weather here in Phoenix. Hallelujah. All right, cheers, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.